If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Sammy, it's so hot out these days. You know what I mean? The weather, temperatures are spiking. It's it's the the dead of summer. Oh, it's boiling hot. It's boiling hot. And you know what I would just love on these hot, hot days? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm thinking maybe a, a boat, something on the water. I would love <laughs> You read my mind. I would love to get out on a boat. I would love to get out on a boat on these hot, hot summer days. And I, I think we've got a group of people who would agree with me. I think so, that too. That would be a good thing to do. Um, they're our newest vessel heads. And boy, do we love them. We got to give them a shout out. These summer ship loving uh, <laughs> absolute angels. We have Stephen Uncles, Carissa Conrad, Miranda Lowe, Peggy Cook, Raquel Perlman, Jacob Verrillo, Lindsay Cherhar, and Jesse. Oh my wow. God. The greatest vessel heads there ever were. A lot of people loving boats this summer. And you know what? I couldn't agree more. Who can blame them? Who can em? blame them? Gotta love our vessel heads. And. I'm also loving the newest members of Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. Oh, my goodness. I want to say a very warm welcome. It's amazing in here. Tony's here. We're here. <laughs> what more could you I want? Mean, it's a blast. It's honestly... <laughs> Tony, oh, you're going to love her. You're going to love her. She's great. Um, And we, you will meet her. That's uh, a guarantee. You will. That is our guarantee. <laughs> that is a thing that we feel comfortable guaranteeing to you. <laughs> um, so we want to welcome Jeffrey Range, Chris Arthur, Daniel Bayo, Adam B, Andrew R, Tessa Tran Ross, and Monica R. Welcome to the circle, baby. <laughs> welcome to the circle. And you will be hearing from Tony. You absolutely will. Just you wait and see. Um, we guarantee it. And no new members of Champions for Actors Rights this week, but what we lack in Champions, we make up for in Vessel Heads and Tony Tony Heads. <laughs> we do. And you know what? There's room for there's room for everybody on the boat, in the circle. Uh, you know, come come one, come all. We love we love to have we you. We love here. to have you love join our Patreon and get yourself a shout out. Maybe get yourself a bingo card. I just went to USPS today to buy stamps for some of these bingo cards. Support the USPS. So important to support the USPS right now. Um, so join our Patreon and also buy some stamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those are the things. That we care about most. <laughs> um, love you guys. Enjoy the episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. 
I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and I like telling my scared friend Emily about them, and also our scared friend Henley, who is not here at the moment. At the moment, she's not here. She will be back. She is, I believe, just got to New York State, ready to make that bitch. She made it all the way across the country. Wow. Wow. Your tunes, your music on your playlist kept her company. I think, I bet, if I know Henley, that's all she listened to for however many hours it took her to get there on repeat (laughs) so thank you for that but it's just us for right now and so what's up with you sammy um well this week i have a a rant and a rave (laughs) Mm. um i would like to rant about HBO Max and Roku not being able to reach a deal and me having to watch HBO on my computer as if I'm at work. It makes me incredibly mad. (laughs) Mm, No, thank you. I have to sit at my desk and watch TV. There's a show coming out soon called Lovecraft Country that I'm really excited for. And I just can't believe that. I have to watch it on my computer. I'm really, really upset about it. And I think both HBO and Roku think that customers are going to be mad at the other one more. And I just any any Roku or HBO Max representatives, I want you to know that I'm mad at all of you equally. We're mad. We're mad. But we're mad at all of you equally. And I know you're listening. HBO Max and Roku executives, <laughs> we're, ma- we're mad at all of you. Yeah, so, so so if you could make some changes before the premiere of that show, that would be greatly appreciated. Do it for Sammy. Make it make it happen. Um, so that's my rant. Um, but <laughs> a rave that I have is that our dear friend Kathleen's show comes out. Um, <gasps> For us tomorrow, when this episode airs, it will be out. It is called. Te- it's already out, listeners. It's called Teenage Bounty Hunters. It's on Netflix. Um, you know Kathleen from our Cape Fear episode. If you don't, go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. We love Kathleen so You'll much. Love her. We love her. You'll all love her, or you already do if you're smart. <laughs> um. So I'm just really, really excited for that. And it's getting me through my anger at HBO. So hell yeah. Netflix is on Roku. Roku (laughs) executives. You could do that. Um, Hell yeah. It's going to be so fucking great. And and she's the coolest and she just absolutely deserves this. And it is, you know, it just is great when someone who is cool and smart and works really hard achieves a thing that they deserve it's great i love it you you love love to see it you love to see it we love to see it we will love to see it we'll all be seeing it and we're all gonna love it. and i think you guys will also love to see it you'll love to see it you definitely will yeah yeah uh what about you emily what's going on with you um i'm very excited for our friend kathleen's show um i'm excited for henley to to get her butt saddled and to freaking new york city so that mm-hmm, she could be back mm-hmm. um and other than that i thought i'd give our listeners an update on my kitten situation oh yes please for those those of you who listened last week there's a kitten living in uh, my boyfriend's yard we've been we've really put in the work 
to build up the trust of this kitten. Mm-hmm. Kitten, I said last time we said maybe a calico. I think it's not. I think that I think that he's part Maine Coon. I've done a lot of just like looking at pictures of various kittens. Sure. And like Google searching like this fur pattern with this whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he might be part Maine Coon. And so he's probably, as I said, a little too old to just like walk right into our arms. But we've really built up our trust. Finally contacted a shelter that... That gave us uh, one of those TNR traps. Very humane traps, listeners. Um, we're not going to... The cat's going to be just fine. Um, but we set it up today, yesterday, and held the thing open so that it could just stay open, start feeding the cat in there, because we've been feeding him every day, so he can get used to the trap. And we're going to set it tomorrow and grab him Ooh. so that we can get him fixed and vaccinated. And then we'll be able to see... Uh, what his deal is? Is he too old to to become accustomed to, to humans or not? I mean, he really likes being around us. I will say that he just like comes over when we're outside and will sit near us, not next to us. Doesn't let us touch him, but he just like wants to be around. Well, that's nice. He's warming up. Um, then he's warming up, and he went into the the uh, trap and ate today like no problem. Didn't didn't give a fuck. I laid like treats out to sort of draw him in. He just walked right past him, went right to the end of the trap, and ate his food. Great. So I think I think we're gonna have this this boy tomorrow, and then we'll find out if he is in fact a boy or a girl. Um, and it'll be fixed and, and all healthy, given a little clean bill of health so we can see about um, keeping him because I really want to. He's so cute. Oh, my God. Little war boy. Little war boy. He's had many names also over the past week because he got advanced up one step from Outdoor Cat because we're, you know, we're feeding him. Um, so right now his name is Bug and it might stay that way because okay. I really like Bug. All right. But. All right. Um, I saw that also one of our listeners wrote that if it was a calico, it was probably a girl, which I thought was such an interesting fact that most calicos are female. Never knew. So thank you for that. I love little tidbits like that. Random knowledge. Um, Well, I'm excited to to for you to keep us posted on this. Oh, you know I will. I can't wait to find out what happens next in this saga. It's been a saga. Um, but let's let's uh, talk about this week's movie, which is Relic. Another new release came out in July 2020. It was Ooh. directed by Natalie Erica James, written by Natalie Erica James and Christian White, starring Emily Mortimer, Robin Nevin, and Bella Heathcote. And it's an Australian horror film. And, Mm -hmm. you know, who we love from Australia. (laughs) I I do indeed. Uh, We're doing something a little different this week where we are doing a crossover episode with our friends over in Australia from the Spooko podcast. We love the boys at Spooko. Um, Yeah, we, we did their podcast a few months back. Really excited for for if listeners, if you didn't listen to to that episode, you're going to get to meet them. It's going to be great. Did we mention they're Australian? Um, <laughs> which you know, pretty cool. We love an accent, and we we love an accent, especially love an Australian accent. So, listeners, I hope you enjoy this this crossover episode. Thanks for bearing with us as we try out something fun and new and. 
and quarantine because why not enjoy we're gonna do a cocktail hour and then get right into it Welcome to Cocktail Hour. This week's drink is a fade to black cocktail. This will make perfect sense once we get into the movie. The movie is as thick and dark with subtext as this drink is. You're going to need five fresh blackberries, two ounces of spiced rum, three quarters an ounce freshly squeezed lemon juice, half an ounce simple syrup, half an ounce pasteurized egg white, and an optional spoonful of activated charcoal powder. You're going to muddle the blackberries in the base of your cocktail shaker, add all your other ingredients, shake with ice, strain that back into the shaker, and then dry shake without ice, and then fine strain into a chilled coupe glass. This is essentially a rum sour, blackened with the blackberries and activated charcoal, so you can omit the activated charcoal, and it just won't be quite as black, but it'll still be delicious. Boy, do I love an egg white cocktail. Uh, I love to see it. I love to drink it. I hope you do too. Cheers. So here we are in sunny California. Um, all four of us. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Sammy. Thanks, Anne. Oh, yeah. Welcome. What a lovely place you have here. Truly lovely time to come here to California where things are just great. Uh, things are great here. No worries at all. Look, I'm just I'm just catching up with US news. I sort of tuned out in sort of around about February. Um, things are things are ticking over. They've pretty, gotten worse. They've gotten oh, worse. No. Oh shit! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Since February. Oh no! Yeah. Um, where to begin? Things are. Whew. Well, yeah. let's just say, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't make it to Australia this time. Well, I don't think we're allowed. We're delighted to fly over, guys. And <laughs> and sorry, we're guests on a much better organized um, podcast, so I shouldn't have started off in such a disorganized way. Um, can Does one of you professional people want to do it? Sammy, you're, you said we were no, hosting No, 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 no. Um, well, uh, my name's Peach, uh, that's my nickname, uh, and I co-host a podcast called Spooko that you're either listening to now or... You're on the crossover Too Scary Didn't Watch version of. Yeah, Peach, I was going to say, because we are doing a proper crossover episode, mm. that's going to make sense on the Too Scary Didn't Watch edition, where it's going to be like, oh, that's who Peach is. On the Spooko episode, everyone's going to be like, Peach, we know who you are. We've been with you for like 50 episodes. Oh, oh, and this is the thing I did want to say. Guys, congratulations on 50 episodes of Too Scary hey. Didn't Watch. Congrats hey, right congrats back to you. Congrats right back at you. Boys, wow. Well, so we got for our listeners, and then we'll do the same for you, but for our listeners, Shag, introduce yourself. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I'm Shag, and I co-host <laughs> a podcast called Spooko with my good friend Peach. Now, uh, in terms, you know, in, in the parlant, in the parlant we, we, we can never get this word right, but in the Parlance. vernacular of Too Scary Didn't Watch, I am the Sammy. And Peach yes. is the Emily. I'm that's the vessel good, that's head. Good. I love this. Yes. I also go by Silent Jenna. So this is this is a, this is a Jenna, big reveal. Yeah, I'm also known as Silent Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big reveal. Me, this guys, is your first finally. time hearing It's been Peach the whole time. We don't it have a friend named Jenna. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, we've... <laughs> we do we do want to catch up on the news. I think the biggest news from Spooko is the fact that we still don't have a Russia sponsorship. Ba-bow. Boo. Uh, 
And for any too scary didn't watch listeners who have connections in the with the Australian brewing industry, um, if you could reach <laughs> there, out. We have some, for sure. We have some, some listeners, for sure. <laughs> We're really hustling for sponsorship from this Australian beer called Reshes that have just released a, like, nostalgic throwback version. Surely the time has come. 50 episodes. What is up? 50 episodes. It's time. It's time. Oh, come on. So, um, Sammy and M are the wonderful guests we've got here. Could you guys introduce yourselves for the wonderful Spookanauts or, or whatever we're called? Spookanauts. We'll take it. Hi, we'll hi Spookanauts. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Emily. I, I co-host a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch. And for, for all of you listeners, I am the peach. Yeah, man. We're the best, M. <laughs> Hell yeah. I counter that. <laughs> My name is Sammy. I co-host uh, Too Scary Didn't Watch, and I am the shag, and we're actually the best. <laughs> interesting. Interesting counterpoint. Interesting counterpoint. <laughs> that was a just, perfect argument, a Sammy. Thank you. <laughs> Um, one of the themes of Too Scary Didn't Watch is that um, Em and Sammy check in and sometimes with their mate Henley, who's who's abandoned them for New York. Henley, what's up? Drive safe. Um, is <laughs> that, they, that they check in to see if um, if anything scary has happened this week. So, 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 Em, has anything scary happened to you this week apart from living in a failed state? I mean, it, it's directly related to living in a failed state, Peach. Uh I, I I got laid off. Oh. No, genuinely scary. It's no, a bad that's one. Genuinely spooky. It's, it's okay. It's okay, <laughs> guys. It's the state we live in. It's a part-time job. I've got other irons in the fire. Um, no, it was not <laughs> not wholly unexpected. But this this is the world we live in right now. The scary thing is is for lots of people who. Um, will not be so quick to get back on their feet. I am a booming podcast entrepreneur, so I will be. I'm I'm swimming in We're money, fine, baby. baby. We got a Matreon. Um, yes. Oh, we got a Matreon. We're doing Shout out that Matreon page. Actually, that's a super good point. If you want to support Too Scary Didn't Watch, hit up their uh, their Matreon. I mean, we mean their Patreon. We're just always, yeah, again, I can never pronounce it, this piece Patreon, It's Patreon. Uh, it's Matreon because we're women. That's we're right. Women. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy, dudes. Let's burn it down. <laughs> but look, I just wanted to say, Em, you should be, like, at least, luckily, you're in a place with, like, a really good social safety net. So... There's no, there's yeah, no worrying about so losing a job in America. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I mean, I love to be um, in a, a truly depraved capitalistic society uh, at, in times like this. It really, I feel so good. Um, it's the scariest thing of all. So you know, everybody just, everybody in America, please keep wearing your masks. Everyone not in America, man. <laughs> It must rule. <laughs> and uh, I'm really supremely jealous of your day to day. Well, I think what's so crazy is like we've both uh, we've both passed this threshold of 50 episodes and I think we've all come to the realization that the truly scary thing was capitalism, capitalism. all along. It was capitalism all along. And you know, there's a lot of horror movies that that's the subtext, I feel. <laughs> so, we learned it we learned it through horror movies and we learned it through life. Speaking of subtext, okay, so I'm really excited about today's horror movie that we're doing today. It's an Australian one called Relic, but Anyone else? If they had a scary week, show I was like, say, we are guests. Uh, Peach, we are guests Peach here. does have a scary thing. Peach right? seems excited to say something. Peach, did anything oh, scary happen to you this week? Something scary? 
Well, now that the moment's upon me, this is quite scary because you know, <laughs> be, be careful what you wish for. Um, uh, I think my scary one's a bit watery compared to M's because um, it's about hilarious imposter syndrome and, and mm. also it's very awkward to say after M's news because I just started a new job, but... In essence, it's. I'm doing badly here. This is... <laughs> no, I feel like imposter syndrome is something I've, most people can relate to. So let's oh, hear it. Terrifying. I'm scrambling for the exits, but in essence, um, I sort of came in. I'm a lawyer, and I've got a bit of a profile of knowing a bit about a couple of things. And I came in heralded of like, don't worry, guys. Peach is here. He's going to give some real high quality legal advice. I think you're going. <laughs> Things are going well for about a week and a half until someone asked me a question that I got wrong. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, fuck. Now oh, they're no. going to know. Now they're going to oh, know. No. So, Peach, Peach, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, mm. M just revealed her spooko news of the week was that she got mm. laid off. Mm. Your spooko news to counter that, which you interrupted to be like, guys, we, we have to hear mine, <laughs> was you got a question wrong at some point during the week. My biggest fear is being a bad guest. And what I was trying to do was to do the too scary didn't watch admin. Whereas you were trying to railroad in your introduction of the movie. So some of us are anxious to be good guests. And some of us just want to go and do their own thing. And I'm one of the former, Shaq. Um, Sammy, did you have anything scary happen to you this week? Now well, you're getting it's it. Not- it's not going well so far. I feel nervous to follow up these two things with another work-related thing, but might as well stick with the trend. I quit a job this week, so... Fuck that job. Yeah, man. Quitting is the best. I was going to say, it's not too scary. Quitting fucking rules. It is such a good feeling, man. It's great. Shag, anything scary for you this week? Um, like, fuck, like, I feel like we're all just really rubbing M's nose in it by just talking about work, fun, work-related agency things. No, it's things. fine, I'm fine. No, it's fine, it's fine. It's really fine. So I had, I had to run a workshop with, uh, it was just scary having to run a workshop with a biscuit oh, client yeah. in which I, well, I mean, as part of this workshop, which was kind of a brainstorm, this idea came up where at the time, you know, in the heat of like coming up with ideas and everyone's really excited, we thought it might be a good idea to be like, well, I mean, people love your biscuits. What if we made dog versions of your biscuits that their dogs could eat as well? And they were sort of like, yeah, it's probably not a cool idea for our human biscuits to also have dog versions that are exactly the same. And I mean, it wasn't scary. It just probably wasn't the, the best suggestion anyone's ever made in a workshop that and, and I was quick running. Uh, for our listeners, are we talking cookies? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, oh, I'm so yes. sorry. Yes. We are talking cookies. Yes. We're talking cookies. Okay. I just, want, I just want to make sure, you know, I, and that's why we do this. This is the joy of cross-cultural podcasts. I am cookies super biscuits, excited. I, I am super excited to see because there's, there's a couple of specific things uh, I think we do want to ask you as we go along. But what I, what I was saying before, and Peach, you are right. I'm sorry. I wasn't being a good guest. Um, <laughs> jumping back into my like spooko, like straight man um, role is Stay to just move lane. things forward. Stay in your lane. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I wanted to introduce the film because we were talking about subtext and I don't think, and I've seen both Jordan Peele films. 
and I still don't think I've ever seen a horror movie with more like capital S subtext than the movie we're doing today. Like it could yeah. not be more subtext. And in fact, yeah. I think there are moments in the film where they actually go, this is what the film's about, by the way. Like there are, there, there are almost like a sub, like knowing winks to the camera being like, like yeah, straight to camera, like, and this is what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are doing a film it's an australian film from this year called relic uh now one of the things that i really like that you know too scary doesn't watch uh, too scary didn't watch does is you know first of all we talk a little bit about trivia of the film before we watch the trailer and before we get into the recap and there are some really interesting trivia points about this film i don't know if anybody else has some but i was I gonna s- say no i'm glad that you have some because i couldn't i couldn't find any so take it away all right okay okay so i think one of the more interesting things that i wasn't expecting it's an australian film uh it's 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 uh it's an australian film uh, but it's co-produced by jake gyllenhaal Whoa! Had no idea. Which, I, like, I don't know. I don't know if, if production means anything. But when I was looking into that, I was like, "That's a weird thing." The yeah. second thing is the it's it's a film that's heavily about dementia, so it's pretty much mm-hmm. mainly about this old woman, old this old woman in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Robin Nevin, and as Hang well on, as like the, like named after the actor. So, so, no, 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 no. Her name is Robin Nevin. And get this. Okay, so this this probably doesn't make as much sense to, uh, to you know, listeners outside of Australia. But not only was she in probably the most beloved Australian film of all time in Australia uh, called The Castle, which is, it's almost seen as like, if, if there was a national anthem in film form, and, you know, that would be our cultural version of it. It's just the most well-loved. Peach, would you agree with Ours that? Ours is Top Gun. Tom Gun. I was going to say Priscilla, Shag. I don't know. Isn't Priscilla in the movie? I don't think. Do you really think, like, you know, think about, like, you know, um, Telemy's Dreaming. Or Muriel's Muriel's Wedding. Priscilla, Muriel's Wedding, or probably The Castle. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We love some Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony, like, Tony Collette's tough to get. She's pretty unfuckwithable. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm friends with someone who co wrote Muriel's Wedding, it turned out. um, Hell yeah. I love Muriel's Wedding. LinkedIn, of all things. But anyway. The Castle's a weird one because it's. it's it's very it's a very insular film. It, mm. it 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 has a lot of assumed knowledge, and that assumed knowledge is you grew up in suburban Australia in the nineties. So it's basically uh-huh. Kath and Kim. Yes, okay. It's basically Kath and Kim the film. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So so she not only was she in the castle, she was also in both of the Matrix uh, sequels, but just not in the original. Mm. But then, I mean, most people agree that the sequels are far superior than the original when it comes to the Matrix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She did it well. Uh, fun fact, Matrix 2, only movie I've ever walked out of. Oh, what? At what point did you walk out of Matrix 2? Pretty much right in the beginning. No, actually, I think it was in the underground rave scene. That was like 10 minutes long. I was like, I need this movie. <laughs> and Sammy's one of Keanu's biggest fans. I have a Matrix tattoo. I have a spoon on my arm that bends. Oh, I love no. the Matrix. That is so cool. And other... I just hated the Matrix too. So, so hang on. Did you walk out of the Matrix too because you loved the Matrix so much and you felt like yes. it disrespected the legacy of the Matrix? Yes. <laughs> but to be fair, I never saw it in its entirety. <laughs> so maybe it maybe it made up for it in the end. I never no, saw I Matrix think the 3 consensus either. consensus is that it did not. <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting thing 
about about Sammy and Australian accents and Australian films and that sort of thing is that Sammy and M actually both have commanding and compelling Australian accents. <laughs> that, that, that I don't think you've heard Shag, and so and so perhaps after after we get through the trivia, after we get through the trailer, you guys can do the balance of the balance of the episode in character. M, I feel oh like boy, Sammy's is far superior, but. I agree. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but at some point, I kind of do want to hear your Australian accents when I get to a certain point. I have a go-to phrase, Yeah, and I'm going to get stage fright now, because this is my biggest fear. I I cannot wait to hear this (laughs) This will be the scary thing that happened to me this week. I was going to say, this is terrifying. Um, Imagine if it goes badly. Have you thought about if it goes badly? (laughs) I have. I have. You're scared about it going well, but have you thought about the other alternative? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is from an Australian reality show called Yummy Mummies. Uh, and it's my go-to phrase and it's a, it, they're all bitchy pregnant women and one of them's throwing a baby shower and she says, it's going to be the biggest Burberry baby shower in all of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> great source material, great execution. Very yes, good. I love the lead up. We really set the stage. <laughs> thank you. Thank biggest you. Thank you. My heart is pounding. I feel like, you know what? Like I, uh, it was pretty good. It was really, really good, man. It was pretty good. But I think you're right. Giving us that context, I knew where we were. You know, shouting out plot. Like, it's always nice to shout out cities I know. So, giving a shout out to Adelaide and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, I'm there. So, look, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seven out of ten, Sammy. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take That's, it. I'll take seven it. Seven out of ten is not From bad. an Australian. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty damn good. We, like, we're hard markers, you know. Um so, and the gauntlet's been thrown. What do you oh, got? Oh, gosh. Well, now I'm like, what do I say? I don't have a line. So, so, so one, of the thing, one of the things I was actually thinking about, it's, it's kind of comes down to two things. So it's either how you say, yeah. So you either go like, so, so it's, it's, it's how you make the twang of the yeah. If you were, you know, so are you going out? Yeah, I'm going, you know, or whatever. Or it's how you say mum. So it's like, oh, yeah, I was looking after my mum the other day. And the reason why I say that is because mum comes up a lot in this film. And mom. one of the act Oh. It's like short. Go again. That was, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. 10 out of 10. Hey. <laughs> That's a trick, Sammy. You just got to keep it short. You just got to keep it real, real short. Um. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. 
I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Emily Mortimer, not Australian, right? What did you think of her accent? Because I thought it was maybe not good, but it, you're the accent not, It's expert. not, I am the accent expert. And <laughs> it's, I, like, this is something I did want to talk about. It's not super good. And there's, there's definitely, my, it's kind of like, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the, Australian, the Australian actor Eric Banner, who's, yep. He was, he was in a couple of American films putting on an American accent. And that to me sounded like the worst American accent yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. heard in my life. I know what you're talking about. And it, it, it feels the same way where it's like, I get where, where she's trying to go with it, but there mm-hmm. are so many times when... She sounds it, British. Yeah, she sounds British, <laughs> but in a weird sort of... Uh, and not in the way that sometimes Australian people sound British when they try to like say their words a little bit more eloquently. Like So, for example, if I say... like In Australia, we don't say water, we say water. But mm-hmm. if I say water, and I, all I'm doing is pronouncing it correctly, it automatically sounds uh, mm-hmm. British. So I feel like right. sometimes she probably over-enunciates where she should just casualify it as we do in Australia. But anyway, anyway, I digress. She should have watched some Yummy Mummies, I think. <laughs> yeah. We all should. It sounds amazing. I think we it all need to watch so some great. Yummy Mummies. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say about the film, though, because, yeah, I didn't necessarily find it super scary, and I almost wasn't going to suggest it as a film until the very end and obviously we will eventually spoil it when we get to that point in the recap but we won't spoil it right now but the very end made me feel things that uh, a horror movie never really makes me feel I was Mm. genuinely surprised Sammy like without giving too much away what did you think about the ending of I I I, yes in the final scene my mouth was open the whole time my jaw was on (gasps) the floor I was just shocked at what I was seeing. Never seen anything oh, like I'm it. Oh, I'm so excited to learn what this means. Yeah, I I agree with that. Should we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Let's oh, watch the trailer. I meant to send it in the chat. Oh, yeah, Sammy's gonna send trailer. Watch the trailer. Is it? How do you say it? Watch. Watch. When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. Do you know where you were, Mum? I suppose I went out. What's this? 
I was on the property when your grandfather inherited it. His mind wasn't there in the end. You can't put Gran in a home. She can't live on her own anymore. She has to be watched. Everything all right, Gran? I thought this was where it got in. Who? Whoever it was coming into the house. Mum, what is it? It's here. Under the bed. There's nothing under the bed, Mum. Will you check for me? Great trailer. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. You know, we, we talk about Emily Mortimer, who... We are not starting beef. She is a fantastic actor. Just because she can't nail the Australian accent doesn't, you know, is no strike against her record. But no, there's a point on, in that no, no, trailer. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a threshold test. Like, you, like you, you, you can't really say everything went fine except the accent, right? Like you, it's interesting. It's, Some people are very good at accents and others are, are not. I think Michael C. Hall is that way. Michael C. Hall's accents... Are the worst accents I've ever heard. Remember when he played JFK in The Crown? Oof. Yes. Yes, I do. Uncomfortable. Oh. Don't know how he got cast in that. But look, the, the reason why I bring this up is there's a moment in that trailer that just sums up Emily Mortimer's accent in the film where... Yeah, she's like, you what? You fucking come to South London and you what? But, but I think... Because the thing is, I've never been an actor, but I can imagine there are points in it where you doubt, you, you get it and you feel kind of comfortable and then you come to a word in the heat of the moment and all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, how would you say this word? And she gets that when she says, my grandma needs... She's, uh, the, the line is, you know, grandma needs to be watched. And I think she goes, how the fuck would an Australian say watched? And she says it in a way that I think no English-speaking accent has ever said it. She sort of says, watched. Um, also... That movie looked scary. That movie looked way scary. I mean, Peach, did you? Were you scared of that trailer? Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks so, scary as hell. How, like, how did you feel the whole way through when you were like, "Oh yes, dementia allegory, I get it," and then you see the crawling, hairy sort of monster Ugh, crawling the along. The sound effect of like, and then you you see it at one moment of like skin peeling. They're like playing this mm. sound effect of like, "Oh God." Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that is, it's not one of those trailers where the film's nothing like that. The film is basically that for an hour and a half. And mm-hmm. oh, the best thing about this film, it goes for an hour and a half. Like every time you pause it, you're like, I'm a significant chunk through this movie. It's like, it <laughs> feels that. like progress. Everything should be that. 90 minutes, I think. 90 minutes is the right length for any project. <laughs> Gr- growing up in our house, um, we had a rule that 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 you had to watch the first half hour of the film and then you could choose. And my mum had this idea of like, once I get them to watch half an hour of fucking mm, like Pollyanna hooked. or whatever, like they'll be hooked. And like, because <laughs> it was VCR days that I don't think you and Sammy would necessarily have in your background because Shag and I are very old, but you'd but be we watching had VCRs. the like, We had VCRs. VCR, so the, we used to call them reel-to-reel boxes and we used to hook up one reel to one side. I never want to know how young you think we are. I just want to let it live in the universe that you think that we weren't aware of VCRs. And it's I don't want to know the number, but let's it's just let that to be reach your, the reality. To reach, your, to reach your 21st birthday, M, which you did last week, and congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and, and thank you many, so much. many happy returns.
Thank you. But, but the moment 30 minutes would come down, me and my brother would stand up and leave and it would break my mum's heart and I don't regret <laughs> it because I don't want to watch Pollyanna. And so I feel like trailers have solved this problem. It's great. Mm-hmm. A little snippet. That was such a heartbreaking snippet of your childhood pitch. Um, <laughs> but look, l- let's start the film. Um, I like because it's because it's from the year two thousand. I think does Wikipedia do something where they don't allow synopsises uploaded until it's been out a certain while? Because I've noticed uh, with very new films, they don't have the full plot until a little while later. I think it just. Is Wikipedia user based? Because I, I think that rent the rental, which we did last week on our on our podcast, which also came out July twenty twenty, that does right have up. a full Wikipedia synopsis. So I think it must just be if someone's ready to do it. I just, don't know, kind yeah. of random. Yeah, if someone submitted one that is correct. So I mean, maybe we should take it upon ourselves to sum- submit something. <laughs> it's a bit concerning, Shag, that fifty episodes in, you're asking how Wikipedia works. <laughs> I think. Look, I mean, in this day and age, we all know that we've never been more susceptible to believing in conspiracy theories. I'm just glad that I'm not a Q and honor. I just happen to believe that Wikipedia tried to suppress the plots of films until people had enough time to see It's their number one thing. (laughs) (laughs) They, it's the only thing that they censor is the timing of movie plots. All right. Okay. Well, look, because uh, there's no Wikipedia synopsis. What I tried to do was I, I sat down with uh, Relic for a second time and sort of wrote what happened scene by scene, Too Scary Didn't Watch style. Sammy, I'm going to be relying on you to help flesh out yep. the filmic feel of this. Love it. Um, but let's start, okay? So it starts with an out, uh, like a classic out-of-focus shot Kind of like the start of Goodwill. Like uh, for me, I'm like I've seen Goodwill Hunting like 80 times. So this I just movie is exactly like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get in that headspace. It's perfect. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> but but sort of Goodwill Hunting starts with this like kaleidoscope of colors, and for some reason that's never really revealed why. And in the same way, this film starts with a spooky kaleidoscope of colors until we go into focus and we realize we're looking at the flashing lights on a Christmas tree, but in the dark. So, you know, when the lights are off in a room, but the Christmas tree's lights are on, so they're flashing and it just has this eerie glow. And they're those, they're those Christmas, uh, Christmas tree baubles that are sort of shaped like an eight sided star. Like they have like points coming out Mm -hmm. all the difference. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm hmm. So it's sort of those which, again, give like of all the Christmas tree baubles, give a menacing edge, which I think is really well mm. done. We now cut to an old tiny bath. And by that, I mean a bath with the feet. And I like I, I don't think this is TMI, but I'm like, I, like I'm a big fan of baths. I have been since I'm a kid. <laughs> I don't I don't like those old tiny baths. I like to really? feel enclosed. I like them to be like. Oh, I feel sc- like, like usually the old tiny ones are desirable. Ooh, I, I love a clawfoot tub. Ooh. Let me get in that tub. But they are spooky in this. I'll give you that. Well, I mean, they, but but the, I mean, they, you're right. You're right. They're the spookier version. Um, yeah, anyway, so definitely. this this bath is this bath is full. The taps are on. Uh, it's overflowing. Um, but there's no one in the bath. Uh, we then have a shot going down the stairs. I think you call that a tracking shot, where the camera sort of mm-hmm. sort of. I, I don't know. But basically with the camera, it follows water trickling down the stairs mm-hmm. until they eventually reach the foot of a person. Now, this is a this is a horror movie trope we've talked about before, which is actually kind of fucked, where it's like an old naked woman is like the scariest thing possible. Right. And 
basically, basically. I can are, see we- why that would be very scary for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but it is. Think about like The Shining, for example, where right. we oh, think yeah. Jack Nicholson's with a sexy woman, but it's actually an old. Is it old hag? <laughs> Disgusting. The female body is only good when it's young. Well, recent Too Scary didn't watch Ep of The Witch, which had arguably the sexiest horror movie character of all time being um, Finchy from The Office. The old witch, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. You, you know I uh, love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's future husband, Finchy. <laughs> um, but, but, but the sort of the old, the old witch in the woods of like, ugh, not a disgusting yes, old witch. Yes. How about a sexy young witch? Maybe and, I'm and, yeah, being like that. positive, but part of me thinks that that it's the age part of it and less the sexist part. I think it's both. I mean, I think there is a sexism to that, but I think it's also just like getting old age scares, is terrifying. Yeah. scares everybody. Um, and then probably, yeah, undercut with like uh, some sexism of like, but old women are scarier than old men. <laughs> but actually, that is a really good point. That is a really good, good point. It's not shown as much, but if you had an old naked man doing the same thing, it right. would still be the same thing. Although I don't think it would be the horror signifier this is. Because basically yeah. we have this old naked woman looking at this Christmas tree in the dark, water around her feet, and then we go to the titles and it's Relic. Now, what I well, think is interesting about this. Wait, oh, sorry, one, you one thing happens there that you skipped. There oh, is no, skip? there is a figure <laughs> of another person in the room with her. And we get like, you didn't even see it, right? It's subtle. I didn't even see that. It's no way. Through, it's, throughout, it's throughout the movie. It almost looks like kind of the like stereotypical alien, like the long, like too thin of limbs and kind of a big head. <gasps> and it's just standing in the corner of the frame by the Christmas tree. So she's like facing it. Oh, oh no. And it's very scary. <laughs> this is my favorite movie already. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I have some friends who listen to Spooko, or at least have tried to listen to Spooko because they're in Peach's camp. <laughs> and they've sort of said we had to turn off during certain episodes because it was too scary. For me, I legit got chills hearing you say that, Sammy. That's very <laughs> freaky. I, th- th- this, this figure reappears often and i'd say for me it was the scariest part of the movie i don't like a figure <laughs> i don't like a mystery like figure <laughs> but you guys have made a very good point as well about being being spooked around the house there's something profound about that like you know going to the circus and being scared there or going to its underground lair and being scared there or going to a different house is one thing but like being in your own home or hiding under your own covers or or, or it could be just around the corner there is mm-hmm. a real different sort of spook out. Yep. I think so. I think so. So so then after the, after the titles, we have that classic, you know, speaking of The Shining, we have that classic overhead shot of like a pine forest and a car driving through it. We have, we see the mum and the daughter and through this, I'm going to, there's three, there's basically three characters in mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. There's a grandma, there's a mum and a daughter in the same family. So three generations of a family. And so I'll just refer to them as that. The mum is Emily Mortimer. Um, the daughter is, I think we said Bella Heath. Bella Heathcote. Bella Heathcote of is the Fifty daughter. Shades of Grey fame. <laughs> no, really? I have Fifty Shades Freed, I believe, the third one. I've seen all three. <laughs> <laughs> They're not always Dakota Johnson? I mean, Dakota Johnson is in all of them, yes, but she is a, a, a side character in Fifty Shades oh, Freed. Right, so your, your eyebrows are telling a story about, 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 what, about what that side character might be. I have expressive like. eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> Peach made a really good point. Like the coolest thing, well, like one of the added benefits of 
having to wear masks outside is the people who have expressive eyebrows all of a sudden mm. now have this like it's our time to shine <laughs> exactly it's good. i would say 90 percent of horror films start the way that this film's about to start with a family arriving at a scary secluded house in the middle of the woods yes yes preach preach so while while they're in the car they mentioned that grandma's gone missing and no one knows where she's been. Um, throughout the film, there's always this element of, and it'll keep coming up, but there's this element that there's no foul play. Grandma's just uh, getting a bit senile and this is what she does. She just sort of wanders off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anyway, so mum and daughter go into the house. They start exploring. Uh, we discover that uh, grandma has a spooky pastime, which is making candles. I hate that. Even in the trailer, when it showed that close up of her cutting the candle, cutting the I, I, I like jumped at it because it just looks <laughs> scary and yeah, gross. It's not appealing, especially because it's kind of flesh colored too. The ones that she she chooses, <laughs> so it looks like carving into flesh. It's very unsettling. And also, we were you know in in the film uh, The Invisible Man, they do a really good job of foreshadowing props that would be needed in the in the end of the film. And I think mm-hmm. they do a good job of having a reason for there to be heaps of candles in the house later on. Right. So obviously we will get to that at some point. Um, there's this other shot. I, I, Sammy, I don't know what, how you felt about this. That just seemed a bit gratuitous where we cut to like a rotting fruit uh, plate with just heaps of like rotting yeah. apples and stuff. Unnecessary. We get it. Subtext with a capital S. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Everything dies. But this is the horror film foreshadowing, isn't it? Like, this is saying, like, guys, don't forget you're watching a spooky film. <laughs> we just ran into the deer who ran across the road and we got a bit shocked. It's spooky. That is a really good point. And I didn't realize this because you're right. Like, a horror film has to, you know, uh, ration out the scares so you don't get overdone by the end. But at the same time, you can't go too long without a spook or you just go, oh, well, we're not a horror film anymore and you yeah. get out of that mindset. Yeah. So that's what they had to reach for with, you know, mum being dis- Anyway, so they go upstairs. They're about to go into grandma's bedroom. Mum goes, wait out here to the daughter. She goes in. She sees a mound under the under the covers looking like a figure we think maybe grandma's dead we pull up the covers and there's no grandma there's no one in the bedroom the bedroom's also empty are we about halfway through how far uh we're like five minutes into this <laughs> so 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 at this point sorry this is this is like a proper halfway this through. is not wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> So mum goes to a police station to report that grandma's missing. They have that classic, you know, uh, missing persons interview that you've heard in every single film ever made. Uh, But there's a very um, pointed bit of dialogue, which I wrote word for word, uh, when she says, look, she's in her 80s. She forgets things. She managed to flood the house last Christmas. So straight away we go, okay, well, that That was a flashback. that, That was a flashback from last Christmas. Got it. So the police officer says, when was the last time you spoke to her? And she admits that it's been a while because, uh, you know, she says life gets in the way, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, daughter is still at the house, continues to explore the house and finds this like hidden closet full of junk. Now, what's interesting about this, and we'll go back to this closet more and more. It's a little bit Mary Poppins-ish in that it doesn't feel like it's, it, it feels like it's too big to be a closet and to fit into the layout of this house. 
but no one says it. Like, it's not, they don't make a big deal about it. It's just like the daughter finds this place um, and she's like, no, this is a bit too scary and I'm going to leave. That night, daughter reveals to mum that she lost her job, dropped out of uni, is working at a bar, is working at a bar, and the mum is super disappointed. Um, And, like, to be honest, their relationship isn't that important, but I just put Mm. that in for flavour. Um, <laughs> Shag, don't, don't backtrack on your notes now You're doing well, we support you <laughs> There's a really nice moment Where the mum just kind of thinks Have I been a bad daughter And then the daughter says to the mum No, this is exactly what you should be doing You're here, you're looking for mum, you're trying to help You're doing the right thing Nice. That nice. night, while everyone's asleep Mum gets up and she sees uh, what she thinks is something spooky She sees kind of a figure in the front lawn And Sammy, that's such a good point Because you're right, all through the film they do a very good job of having, and I don't know if it's the budget of the film, but it works. They have just the most fleeting, you know, a couple of frames of the shadow or the outline of a figure. Yeah. All right. So cut to the next day. Uh, it's that shot from the trailer. We see a police search through the brush, but they uncover nothing. Later that night, the daughter is smoking on the balcony. Now she's visited by a teenager who's got downs and he's revealed to be 18 because he's like, can I have a smoke? And the daughter's like, like very, you know, classic sort of um, exposition dialogue. She's like, you want to smoke? Wow. 18 already. Haven't you? You know, like makes a very good point to see that she's been there for the, for his, for his sort of like adolescence. Right. Um, now she sort of says, Hey, do you want to come in? You know, we've got some coffee or whatever. And he says, he's, he doesn't explain fully, but he's like, no, I'm not allowed to come over to this house anymore. And then leaves in a, like a, just a little bit of like a, like a shadow of something a bit ominous, but we don't know why. So later that night, there's a moment where mum is playing the piano and, uh, or maybe the daughter's playing the piano, but they both talk about how like the grandma taught them both how to play this upright piano. And the mum reveals that a couple of weeks ago, grandma called her to say she thought someone was coming into the house. Mm. And the daughter is a bit like, what the fuck? Grandma's gone missing and you haven't revealed that. And the mum's just like, you know how grandma's like. She obviously imagined it. This is obviously just dementia. Like, again, this is one of those moments where they really hammer it home. I, I thought, look, so long as we're going in on gender, I would have hoped that gaslighting would not be a theme uh, in a film uh, written and directed by a woman and starring exclusively women in an FW by W creation. Like, is like is gaslighting a horror necessity? Does someone need to be saying someone else is crazy? The thing about gaslighting in all its forms is that it makes you think you're the crazy. Like, the longer people don't believe you, the more you think you could be wrong about what you know to be true. So it does feel like it's inextricably linked to horror because that, that, like, the scariest thing is you not knowing what's true. Like, it's one thing if someone doesn't believe you. It's another thing entirely if you're like, am I crazy? Like, and that's, like, what gaslighting does to you. So it's sort of... I think it does happen a lot also because you like don't want to believe it. So there's that part, too, where you're kind of you're trying to convince yourself that maybe you're imagining it because the thing being real is scary um, and maybe the people around you feeling the same way. So I can see how it would kind of be realistic in any horror. Well, not any horror movie, but in most horror movies, because I feel like a lot of like it's the 
to some extent, the rational mind being like, no, no, no. It's got to be this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. My husband must be right. How many people have somebody else like wandering through their house? It's probably this other thing that we know to be true, which is that you have dementia or whatever. So so, so now this is the moment where like up until this moment in this film, we've effectively been gaslighted into thinking this is probably actually about dementia. We were idiots for thinking like, I know they said it was a horror film, but maybe it's just a psychological film. At this point, they hear this giant thud in the wall in the room they're in. And the thud seems to be coming from behind the wall, like within the wall, right? Now, the wall isn't thick enough to really house room for anything to be there. So it's this kind of scary moment. And there's also, I guess there's kind of like almost like a scratching sound as well. Mm -hmm. And it's clearly coming from this wall and both the daughter and the mum can hear it. Um, And at this point, they notice a kind of growing black moldy sort of mark on the wall as Mm -hmm. well. Oh, sick. Not a good sign. Now, this is a really important thing to know because that growing black mold appears quite a bit in this film. Yeah. And any time, like, there'll be, uh, I'll probably skip over it, but they'll be, just know that it's there and it's around in this house. Anyway, later that night, mum's asleep again. We, we, there's a lot of parts in this, but I think they overuse cutting to mum at night to, as, as a device to be like, things are happening. I, I agree. We're moving forward. Uh, it's another night. <laughs> Sammy's a professional editor. So Sammy's view on this, Shag, the fact she accords with yours is high praise. Sammysmart.com, matreon.com slash too scared of Patreon.com. Yeah, don't go to matreon.com. It won't work. It won't work. It will not take you there. (laughs) So later that night, mum has a dream about an old decrepit body in a log cabin. Again, I I think this is is another interesting thing about Relic where a lot of, I, I, I think films shot in Australia aiming for a... I guess, international audience trying not to look very Australian. So Mm. this log cabin that exists in this film, now this film is set in, you know, the Victorian countryside, which is outside the city of Melbourne. And I don't think there's a log cabin or even a house that this film's in, but a log cabin like that anywhere in Australia. It's a very American frontier sort of looking log cabin. But anyway, so the mum has a dream about this log cabin and an old body that's sort of rotting, the clearly dead or maybe not dead, but sort of rotting. And then the sort of, even though it's her dream, the body sort of looks at us, the camera, mm. and then that's the end of the And dream. it whispers, it's about dementia. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 okay. So in the morning, mum's up early. She goes into the kitchen and lo and behold, there's grandma just making a cup of tea. We hear like there's... The sound design, I think, is really good yeah. because you hear the, the 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 kettle whistling, and that whistling kind of, you know, is the sound of all of us being like, "What the fuck is going?" Like mm-hmm. it's the tension building up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mum's like, "What the fuck?" And I think it's one of those classic moments where Grandma's like, "Would you like some tea?" Or like, it's Sammy. I can't yeah, remember yeah, what she yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what she like says. Is in the trailer. She says tea. <laughs> but she's like barefoot and dirty and looks like she's been outside for a while. But she's acting like it's totally normal. Yes. Like only Robin Niven can. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she's a fucking national treasure. Yeah, I don't think this film had like a huge budget. I think she's supposed to look bruised, but it looks like she's just got like heavy like, you know, there's 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 gray streaks on her legs and arms. Yeah. Um 
So we then cut to the doctor examining her and she's like a whole different person. Like she's got her hair tied back. She's wearing a very sort of, um, uh, who's that Australian guy that died from a stingray? Steve, Steve Irwin. Irwin. Steve Irwin? Steve Irwin. She's wearing like, well, no, because she's wearing like a khaki shirt and like she looks like a member of the Irwin family who's, she's she's out to like check on the animals in the zoo. Like that's the vibe she's hey, getting. congrats like, to make- Bindi, by the way, who I believe is pregnant. <laughs> oh, congrats, I mean, Bindi. Yeah, man. Yeah. They are our royal family. <laughs> Can't believe you forgot so, their names. So it's it's terrible. I I know. Fuck. I've, 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 surely, surely in your life you've had those moments where you've been to a family get together and you've forgotten like a cousin's I name. I one time forgot all- my roommate's name while I lived with her. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's so good. It was Jenna. It was Silent Jenna. I, I was not offended, Sammy. Like I got it. We did the like. Hey, Silent Jenna's here. Silent Jenna's here. Silent Jenna's here. How dare you? Oopsie, uh, oopsie, talk oopsie. about Silent Jenna's. I told you I'm here. I'm on the mic now to defend myself. So, so anyway, so the grandma's just like, look, I'm fine. Why are you all fussing over me? But the doctors sort of says, I think you need people staying with you for the next couple of days, uh, to which, you know, mum and daughter agree that they're going to stay. Mum tries to confront grandma where she was, and grandma just simply says, I suppose I went out and won't say any more and continues to deflect and changes the subject and won't reveal where she disappeared to for days slash weeks on it. Grandma. Yeah, fucking hell. Now, at this point, I, I know the the film tried to make us be like, oh, by the way, this is about more than dementia. At this point, we noticed that all around the house, grandma's been leaving, leaving herself heartbreaking little notes, little post-its that say things like, don't forget to flush, you know, close drawers when you're done, taps need to be turned off. Like, Aww. you know, little... It's actually like, I, I feel like, and, and Sammy, I don't know if you felt the same way, but there were definitely moments in this film where as well as my fear strings, my heart strings were tucked. Yes, of course. Dementia's sad. <laughs> it's really sad <laughs> and really scary. Um, okay, so uh, we see grandma, like we cut to a scene with grandma by herself looking in the mirror, um, like a very spooky scene Grandma, like, long hair down, you know, br- slowly brushing through her hair, wearing, like, an old-timey, you know, night <gasps> A nasty night nightgown. Would we call it nasty? We would. Bingo. We absolutely would. Mark your bingo's nasty <gasps> nightgown. Sorry, what's a nasty nightgown? Uh, it's it, We first notice them in The Conjuring. It's just those creepy nightgowns that people only wear in horror films. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash too scary didn't watch to get your bingos. Get your bingo cards. <laughs> So, so grandma's brushing her hair in a nasty nightgown. Uh, she's looking in the mirror and she slowly opens the chest of it to reveal that that black mold that we saw on the wall seems to be growing on her chest as well. Yes. And Sick. Okay. She, and I, like, I hate to use this term, but I, I feel like it's the only way to describe it. She sort of starts to gently finger her, like, like mold region, Ew. like ever so. Yeah, it's true. It's what she does. <laughs> and I think you guys made a really good point. I think Em, you made a good point. 
the sound effects are very tactile. Ugh. Like also, whenever yeah. anybody touches the skin mold, we hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's like sound, sound design in this movie is great. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It's sort of gooey, but also a bit like flack, flack, flack. Like I don't know yeah. if you've heard the new Megan the Stallion song, and it, like at the end she's like whap, whap, whap. It's like mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> that's a more disturbing fingering than um, that cabin fever moment. I think. Oh, maybe no. Ooh, maybe cabin fever. Let's not talk about cabin fever. <laughs> oh, no. Now, at this point, classic horror movie moment. She's surprised by her, by the granddaughter who comes in. She quickly, you know, um, does up her blouse so the granddaughter can't see the mold area. Um, they have a bit of a talk, and then the grandma bequeaths the granddaughter her wedding or engagement ring. It's some sort yeah. of special ring. The The daughter makes a point by being like, shouldn't this be something going to mum? And then the grandma makes a pretty sly remark being like, oh, well, mum had her shot and it didn't work out, <laughs> did it? So now you can have it. Basically like paying out the mum for getting divorced. Yeah. Fucking hell. Bequeath only happens in your will. So it's got to be out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, but I was close, right? Yeah, man. Give, like, give was the word you're after. Give. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, so meanwhile, going from room to room, granddaughter now wearing grandma's ring um, goes in to check on her mum. And her mum is doing another, I think this isn't just horror movies, but it happens a lot in horror movies. The mum is just wistfully looking through a book of old drawings that I assume that the grandma did at some point. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the images from the book is the scary log cabin from her dream. Spooky drawing, Marky Bingo's. For real. The daughter's like, what's the deal with that creepy log cabin? To which the mum reveals that's where her grandfather, so grandma's father, lived on the property by himself um, and apparently he went mad and died there. And uh, she then says probably the most important line in the film, I don't think he was cared for like he should have been. At this point as well, she reveals that elements of that old log cabin that was torn down were used to build the house that they're in right now. And remember, the log cabin was where he went mad and died by himself alone, (laughs) not cared for, probably going through dementia himself. And she says, it's a little bit like what dementia's like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So once again, we cut to mum at night. Uh, she wakes up to a noise, heads downstairs to see grandma talking to something in the dark. Now, the, at this point, we do see a figure. There's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, when confronted, grandma sort of does this really scary thing where, honestly, I, again, Sammy, did you think we were looking at grandma from behind? Until oh, my she God. Yes, I forgot up? about this part. Yes. Uh, yes. It looks like she's coming up behind her and she says, Grandma? And grandma parts the hair that you think is the back of her head. And she's just standing in a way that she's actually already <gasps> facing her and just was holding. It's like that TikTok prank. It's people stand, they put a hoodie on and like and put it over their face. So people think that they're, and then they put it down and they scare people. Yeah, she started this. She started it. She started it. It started with this old lady. What a prankster. Oh, Robin Niven, the original prankster. I love it. She's the original. Huge. She's huge. Follow her on prankster. TikTok, guys. She's huge. Oh, she's huge. Um, ooh, that's very scary. That's very unsettling. So uh, 
there's while, when they go upstairs, there's a weird sound under the bed, and Grandma says, "It's here under the bed," which is like the first time when we're like, "Oh, okay, so fuck." There's actually. Potentially I think this is the most here, right? scared that I was. I was very scared in this scene. <laughs> there's it's it's in the trailer as well, right? Like, there's a really great moment of her looking under the bed. And again, you think you can see something under there. It looks like an alien laying on its back, breathing. Ugh. It looks like a chest rising and falling with breath. Now but you can't, this, oh you can't. <laughs> you're just hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. But you're not sure. You're not sure. You're not sure. And at this point, grandma tr- like stomps like through the bed, her leg, obviously to stop something, hits mom on the head. Mum's like, you did that on purpose. And Grandma's like, did what on purpose? And then we flip back to the thing of being like, oh, okay, there was nothing under the bed. Grandma's just going a bit crazy. Because it is a bit weird that just as the mum's about to see something, Grandma stops her by, like, hitting her on the head and, Mm. you know, causing mum to bleed. Mm. All right. So, anyway, mum then travels to Melbourne. Um, She's crying on the way because she visits the most depressing retirement home. It's so I've ever sad. Seen They're like, life. it has an ocean view and she looks out the window <laughs> and it's like buildings and buildings and like between the buildings there's a little hint of ocean. <laughs> it's so sad. And there's like a moment where we walk past an old man, you know, using an A-frame, just sort of staring at nothing. And you just kind of think, if you were doing a walkthrough of a retirement home, <laughs> that wouldn't be, you know, the first thing you'd walk past. Yeah. Keep right. the crazy ones in their room, guys. We've got new, <laughs> we've got new people coming yeah. through. We're showing the property today. <laughs> M- meanwhile, while mom is out, like, looking at this retirement home with the idea that she's going to try and put her mom in there, um, the daughter's talking to the grandma. Grandma notices daughter wearing the ring she gave him, the great gave her, sorry, and accuses her of stealing it, which, again, is another moment where it's like, oh, well, clearly it's dementia. It's not, like, because yeah. the grandma's going crazy. But she tries to, like, snatch it back off her finger in a very aggressive way that hurts her. It, she, like, grabs it and, like, bends her finger. And it's almost like she's going to break her finger to get this ring back. It's like, Ugh. it's not just dementia, but it's also like, oh, I'm a little scared of her because she's unpredictable. Yeah. Sick. So that night as well, the daughter finds the grandma looking into the weird storage room from the very beginning of the film. Mm. And grandma says, I thought this is where it got in about the room. So they're all they're all in, uh, there's another scene where they're all in bed the daughter wakes up this time to a banging she finds that the washing machine is on with nothing inside yeah. mum has another dream about the cabin this time we go a bit closer to the grandfather who's shriveled up on the ground and once again he looks at us in a really scary way Sick. In the morning daughter finds grandma in her room talking to someone again At this moment, when Grandma notices daughter comes in, she goes insane. And to Sammy's point again, this is when we start being a bit threatened by Grandma because she starts just, like, breaking shit and thrashing around and throwing stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's very very violent. It's very loud. This is a very quiet film. Right. And it's a very loud scene. So at this point, daughter's like, okay, something's going on. I wonder what happened with the neighbor, if you remember the neighbor. So she goes next door to investigate why the neighbor wasn't allowed to come back. And mm. this is this again, this was a pretty heartbreaking scene. So she talks to the dad of the boy and it turns out they played a game of hide and seek. The boy hid in a cupboard. The grandma must have forgotten about him. So he comes. So the dad comes along a couple of hours later and it says, have you seen my son? 
Grandma's like, sorry, I haven't seen him. <gasps> but the father can hear this son screaming upstairs with the grandma seemingly oblivious. They open the door. The boy is crying and distraught and he's got like paint up his fingernails from trying to claw his way out uh, of being locked inside this cabin. It's so upsetting. It's real. It's, oh. it's just a really sad moment. Oh, and there's like God. this great... And there's this great moment when the daughter tries to apologize. She goes, oh, I'm really sorry for that to the dad. And the dad just goes, oh, and back to that Australian lesson. But the dad's just like, yeah. <laughs> and just says, he doesn't say, yeah. don't worry about it. He doesn't say anything. He just goes, yeah. As in like, yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> like this, that wasn't right. And an apology right. isn't enough. Like you should be sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm. So at this, while this is happening, mom sees the grandma go into the forest. And when she follows her out there, discovers her eating photos from a photo album. So literally opening a photo album, (laughs) grabbing the photos and eating them. It's about dementia. (laughs) (laughs) Literally destroying memories. Like like, there's no metaphor there. It's like I'm literally consuming memories. (laughs) Well, wait, wait. If you thought that was an allegory. So they have a bit of an altercation, but when they sort of make up, um, Mum says she's trying to get rid of elements of herself because it has been waiting for her till she's weak enough. The mum says, I'm sorry, I'm here to help, invites her to come stay with her in Melbourne. They both apologise. They have a really sweet makeup mm-hmm. moment. And after, like, the threatening behaviour, it is actually a moment where we think we've turned a corner. Mm-hmm. Then there is maybe the scariest moment for me in the film where, meanwhile, the daughter's gone back into that into that weird cupboard And she notices beyond the cupboard, there's like another room behind it. And again, this room shouldn't exist. There's no room for this extra room in this cupboard. Doesn't make sense. And you notice, and I had to rewind this shot like three times, there is maybe three frames of the slightest hint of a figure walking Oh, past. see, I think uh, I missed it that time. See, it's uh, subtle. It's sprinkled throughout, though. I mean, it's in, it's in it start to finish. It's in that first scene, oof. and it's in the mm. whole film. It's like, where's Wally? Or where's Waldo for um, Too Scary Didn't Watch? But I kind of love the fact that you have to connect with someone else who saw it to, like, piece together all the times this this allegory for dementia shows up. <laughs> Just lurking in the shadows. <laughs> okay, so the daughter follows that figure into this weird part of the house and at this point she gets lost and there's this moment where she goes, no, this is too scary, turns around to leave. It's too scary, didn't go. Too scary, didn't follow this figure. But she turns around and she realises she's basically in this, like, psychological prison or, you know, a real prison where behind her is not what was behind right, her it's anymore. Changed. And it's just more, yeah, it's just more spooky hallway that she can't get out of. And now she's trapped inside the house. So this is the daughter and she's starting to freak <gasps> like out. Like a maze type thing. Like she cannot find her way out. Oh, no. So they go back in the house and grandma sort of, they're sort of having a meal and it's okay. But then grandma turns again. She freaks out. She stands up and very conspicuously just like wheeze on the ground um, mm. to which the, the, like, I don't think this, like I understand, but you know, as, as a mother shouldn't get disgusted, but the mom's basically like mom. And is like, Hey, you know, you shouldn't be weighing on the ground. Right. Takes her upstairs, puts her, runs her in the old time, runs her old timey bath goes downstairs and starts mopping up. So meanwhile, we cut back to the daughter who's found a whole bunch of other post-its in this weird inner house, inside the house, house hallway. And these post-its are a lot scarier than the other post-its. They say things like, where are you? And it's here. 
written in very shaky handwriting. So we're kind of thinking maybe this is where she was while she was missing, or I was at least. I was like, this could be why they couldn't find her. (laughs) This is the thought, right? This is the thought. So it's like grandma actually wasn't making it up. It wasn't dementia. She actually got caught inside this weird haunted house. Um, Meanwhile, mum's like, it's been a while since grandma's done anything. So she goes up and knocks on the bathroom door. It's locked, so she looks through the window up top and she sees Grandma gently stabbing her wound with a knife. I don't know where Grandma got it, but she's sort of gently picking at the sort of mouldy wound on her chest with a knife. Sound effects. Sound effects are bad. Look, I know that this movie is going to be bigger than this, but this woman should not become her mother's caretaker. She let her go sit in a bath unattended and lock the door. She is not going to be a good caretaker. So she screams for Grandma to open the door. Uh, Grandma does, calmly appears, dressed in her nightgown, and sort of walks past. Mom's like, what the hell? Looks in, sees the bath is overflowing, runs to turn it off, but not before the bath water hits a heater in the room, tripping the circuits in the house, lights in the whole house go out. Power outage, mark your bingos. Mark your bingos. (laughs) Now remember, Grandma loves candles. Grandma loves candles. So lucky there's heaps of candles in the house. This is like signs when all the the cups of water are everywhere. (laughs) It is, it is. In fact, the, the way that the... Aliens appeared in signs in those scary it's scenes. Similar. Is not dissimilar yeah. to this. Agreed. So she goes down, downstairs with one of Grandma's candles. Grandma right now is breaking picture frames and throwing furniture around. She follows Grandma, and Grandma goes up into the scary room as well, and she also follows Grandma into this scary room. So we've all, all entered the weird, mazy oh, zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, shit. But she loses Grandma, right? So she's chasing Grandma. Grandma gets away. So now Mum's lost, Daughter's lost. And we don't know where grandma is until mom finds grandma. Now, this is probably the spookiest looking scene in the film. She finds grandma who has now like a, a, like a skin opened hole in her cheek and she's just jabbing at it with the knife. Just, like, just picking at her cheek. Um, mom at this point is like, okay, this isn't cool. Like, like again, <laughs> this is a good caretaker cool. would sort of say what's going on. <laughs> hey man, this isn't cool. <laughs> Mum just runs. Grandma gets up to run. Her leg, like you, we see the bone come out of the leg. Ooh, oh, one of her legs breaks. Yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty. And gives chase. So the grandma starts chasing the mum through these very tight, corridors between the right walls we've of seen the with the daughter as she's been getting lost in there it's almost as if the walls are closing in like it's getting the space oh, is getting no. smaller and smaller <sighs> it's almost like that's a metaphor as well it could be it might be about dementia this part <laughs> we we then cut to the daughter who has found an old pipe and she's starting to smash her way through the wall into the wall from the the, where they know, heard the early parts noise. of the film where we heard the when they heard that thud. Remember oh, at the start yeah. where they heard that thud? And she's breaking through it with a pipe and she reaches her hand out and we see the daughter's about to get out. So mum finds her and they're like, we need to get out. Let's make this hole bigger. At this point, the grandma comes around and the grandma's sort of become this scary sort of monsterish sort of thing, you know, like long fingers, uh, scary skin, bones coming out everywhere, skin peeling Classic off. Classic dementia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
So they're like, quick, we've got to get out. The daughter get, gets out first. Then she tries to pull the mum out. And again, classic horror scene where the mum is halfway out and then she's ripped back in. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter's like, no, we've got to get you out. So she pulls the mum out, at which point grandma follows afterwards. And like grandma is fully monster now. Like she is more monster than human. Right. And grandma goes to attack the daughter where mom, where at this point mum picks up the lead pipe or metal pipe or whatever it is uh, and smacks grandma on the back of the head. Grandma falls to the ground. There's a moment of silence as daughter and mum sort of, you know, survey the carnage that has just happened. Now, grandma's still alive, but she's sort of just breathing and mum and daughter, I, I just have a moment of just pure shock, which... Like, I, I know we pay it out in horror films, but I think you would actually pause for a second to just try and work out what the fuck just mm-hmm. happened. So daughter's like, we have to get out of here. And she's, she's the one that snaps, you know, back to reality first and sort of pulls the mum out. But as they're leaving, now this is where the movie turns and becomes something that I wasn't expecting and became something that I thought was worth recapping yeah. uh, in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mum looks to grandma. Grandma's still alive, but just sort of has this look on her face like she doesn't know where she is. Has this just very calm, serene look like she's just a bit confused, even though she is this kind of monster with like skin going everywhere and blood and, you know, crazy fingers and things. And then mum, oh my God. Okay. Like I tear up thinking about this. Mum notices a post-it on the ground that says, remember, you are loved. Oh. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> so, so, so the daughter's like, they're still, daughter's still in like end of horror movie mode. And she's like, come on, mom, let's go. Daughter goes outside. Mom then closes the door on the daughter, locks the door. The daughter's like, what are you doing? Mom says, I can't leave her. Walks back to grandma, picks her up in, I mean, we, we talked about, um, Top Gun before. I think there's a moment in Top Gun where, or no, there's a moment in a film where, like, you know, the leading man holds the leading woman, like, in this, like, very, like, loving sort of, like, holding her up. And this is what the mum does. So she picks up the grandma and slowly walks her upstairs and sits her on the bed. Now, this, this is where the, and, like, Sammy, you know, please fill in where I'm not describing this correctly. No, no, you got it, you got it. Keep going. So, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so mom, mom at this point starts to complete the job grandma started of pulling off her skin. So she starts to gingerly and very tenderly. Like lovingly. Rem- like so lovingly. And the camera work is loving. And the way they do it, it this isn't like, it, it doesn't really come across as a creepy scene. This comes across as a beautiful it's scene. This is why it's so confusing. Bizarre and beautiful. <laughs> It's so, like, it is so beautiful. So she's pulling the skin off her grandma to reveal underneath, and I know this sounds like blackface, it's not blackface, essentially a grey, black, babyish alien. No skin, sorry, no hair, just a skinless, completely dark, you know, humanoid alien that is just sitting on the bed with this motionless, with this uh, emotionless expression. It's almost like a mummified um, I, corpse looking thing, I'd say. It, yeah, you're right. It looks mummified, but it's, abs- but it's absolutely alive. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my, my partner, Adele, Adele Couple, she's been on the podcast before, has, uh, you know, has this term um, 
that I think is really funny that came just came up out of a joke where, you know, you know how sometimes you, you call your pet your fur baby? Like, you know, we have a uh-huh. dog and it's a fur baby. And then somebody was like, well, what does that make a human? And she's like, oh, well, that's easy. It's a skin oh baby. Oh, my God. I saw that and- somewhere on Twitter. Somehow this has made its way <laughs> back to me. I saw some, I saw someone post that on Twitter calling someone a baby a skin baby. And they were like, I just don't want to have to carry this knowledge alone. <laughs> And I think the thing is, it's like, I can't think of a better term for what the mum becomes at the end of this film, which is basically a skin baby. So at this point, mum sort of tenderly lays down the skin baby on the bed and lies down behind her. At this point, the daughter has broken into the house, is like, what the fuck, but then sees what's happening and then lays down on the bed behind the mum. So it's the three generations of the family just having a really nice moment on the bed. And then there's a moment where the daughter notices the black mold growing on the mum's back. And then that's the end of the film. Mm. A metaphor for dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Death comes for wow. us all. It'll come for us all. Okay. That's... It's so interesting. Even in your retelling it, it like feels like it be- it was like two different movies almost. It 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 feels like two different movies. Sammy, like like it it really was the whiplash you feel with the change of tone at that end is amazing, and yet it feels natural when you're watching it. I think. Yeah. Um. There's something about it is very satisfying from a character perspective where I think earlier in the movie, she's kind of trying to pawn off her mom at this retirement home. And it just very much like brings it home of like the most intimate thing she could be doing is literally like (laughs) helping her peelers. It's and I know it sounds disgusting and gross, but it is this kind of like it's like acceptance. It's presented in like a care, a caretaking way. And it's like. I'm I'm here with you. I have you. Nothing about you is I'm not gross. Separate Nothing from this about horror. you is gross yeah. to me. And I'm like here for whatever you need. And so it was a very beautiful conclusion Dang. to that character's arc. But one that I absolutely did not see coming. If you asked me how's this movie going to end, I wouldn't have said daughter pulling skin off her mom's skin <laughs> and then cuddling <laughs> her in bed. <laughs> yep, feels like a surprise. And I think that's what's amazing about it too is because when you retell it, it sounds like a joke. When you retell it, it's like, oh, lol, I can't believe that happens. But watching it, it's the most beautiful moment I've seen in a film in it a was. long It was. It was very touching. Oh, I love that. I think it was. I, I, I liked this movie. And I, yes, I liked it more at the end. I'm glad you suggested it. It's also great to get a new release. It's great to get a new release in 2020. They're few and far between. We've said They're it before. They're few and far between. <laughs> um, Emily Mortimer's accent. Maybe it leaves something to be desired, but overall she was good. <laughs> yeah, not as good as our accents, but we'll let, we'll let her do her thing. <laughs> I would say your accents are better than Emily Mortimer's, which I think is like a pretty cool thing to yeah. ask. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm out of practice with my accent, but I will say that the reason my accent got good is because one time I was driving uh, home to Los Angeles from San Francisco and on the seven hour drive, I just spoke to myself out loud in an Australian accent nonstop (laughs) like a crazy person. (laughs) What? Why didn't this come up earlier? What the hell? I was too, I was too uh, on the spot. I froze. 
and could only focus on my what impression. What were you talking about for seven hours in your Australian I'm very accent. good at talking to myself. I don't know. I could not tell you, but I just, I can, <laughs> I have a lot to say. And I said it for seven hours straight. <laughs> oh my God. Well, look, guys, thank you. So this has been an, uh, an extremely long episode of Spooko. Um, <laughs> I imagine a pretty long episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Guys, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show slash be on your show. To be, to be the guest and the host, what a the dream. The guest and the host. <laughs> we, lost, we lost Peach just minutes ago. He had to be a responsible adult and, and tend, to, tend to his life. <laughs> um, but boy, I mean, what a treat it was to chat with you both again. This was great. Um, and I guess, uh, can we do an Australian accent goodbye? <gasps> yeah! Okay, so from <laughs> all of us here at too scary. going Too Scary Didn't Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, my Goodbye. God, it was so bad. <laughs> oh, excellent. Take that, Emily Mortimer. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch with our dear, dear guests at Spooko. If you are liking the show, please uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Uh, you can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Stardust. Become a patron on Patreon for other fun content and updates from us. We will be back here next week with our dear, dear Henley back in the saddle all the way from New York City. We are going to be doing Hellraiser. If you would like to watch before next week, I uh, hear it's a doozy. So uh, get ready and we will see you then. We love you so much. Goodbye.